0: Alright, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Boulanger and I do appreciate you tuning in here with us at the High Button. Um, I'm excited about this next guest. His name is Colton Hefley. Colton played in the WHL for the Kelowna Rockets and Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, these past three years, he's played at Dalhousie University here in beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, myself, Justin Matthew Dudley also going to be here on the podcast I'm excited about this one hi button you know what comes next here we go
1: doing a doing a test I already did it cool
0: no I already did it yeah we're going here boys all right Colton welcome to the podcast man appreciate you for coming on
2: yeah thanks for having me guys
0: um so i know a little bit about you dudes was hyping you up so apparently you better come with it with these stories because yeah, it says you're right. quite the guy um have you ever done a podcast or any no, media the first time well you played in the whl so you must have done some media with, uh, with yeah, the with the Interviews and, and
2: stuff obviously but nothing like podcasts i know i watched a couple of guys podcasts so I okay to get the format down a bit
0: it's really not that hard you just kind of talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about just like the car ride here cool where were you guys before this well, i was at school where were you
2: Says so at home, I had a hockey practice, went home, and then he came and grabbed me. So where are you living at? I live like around the Commons. Uh, you know where, like Tony's own areas. You have to bring the mic like, closer. Yeah, a little bit closer. Sorry. You know where Tony's own areas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right, right across street from there. Okay. Like, kind of on the Commons. So
0: do you go to Tony's a lot? Never. See, that's the problem with me because we got Pizza Delic down. You know what Pizza Delic mm-hmm. is? It's right down the street. Did you say never?
2: Never. no. You don't eat pizza? No, I'm not a big. Uh, I like pizza. I love pizza. Yeah, who doesn't? Not,
0: you got no, like a sweet tooth or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some some guys like the sweet, some guys like the grease. How so, about, where do you go when you eat then around you're here?
2: Like bromoso?
0: what's that? Brimoso, mm-hmm. it's
2: like on uh, Queen Pool. It's like uh, like gourmet pizza or whatever. It's pretty good, fancy stuff. Like I try vegan? to go like I try to go a new place every time. You know, you don't want to get in the same groove the same place. Especially and that could when be when a, a visitor, that could be you? a
0: problem in Halifax because there's only so many places. When you say gourmet pizza, I can only think of three right now: Mother's, um, Salvatore's, and what's the one down on Barrington there. Mm. It has, it's it's underneath the apartment With the red uh, balcony Anyways
2: they have Great pizza too Okay um, Is it Snappy Tomato No they that's a beer They have a liquor license Really yeah. I've never been there Have oh, you been is there it, no. Piatto something Piatto I, yeah, okay, I think it's just yeah, Piatto yeah. Yeah. yeah They got good stuff there too okay, There's a couple it. good pizza places I just downloaded The One Bite app Oh with so Barstool I'm trying, to, I'm trying to like Check out the best spots but how, how does that work So you just You do what he does Except you just do it With your phone Pretty much mm-hmm. And you just gotta Say like, okay, get one bite, do your bite, and then have your uh, rating. And but no one uses it yet. There's been like two people that've used it, and they've like, I think it's been, uh Pizza Girls was like a nine.
0: Oh, and so you do it around the area, so you get yeah, to like wherever you go. That's, that's smart. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: smart. Yeah,
0: they're ahead of the curb there.
2: It's like dating
1: for food. The dating apps for food. Literally dating for pizza.
0: Yeah. Did yeah. you see the new iPhone app that comes that came out? I don't even know if it's an app or if it's just part of the phone. When If you don't want to send a message, you can record yourself talking, and it turns your you into a cartoon. So let's say I want to text you, but I don't want to text you, so I'll send a message to you. I can just record my face saying, hey, dudes, listen to the podcast today, 3.30. Make sure you're here, yada, yada, yada. And it takes my face, turns it into a cartoon, and then it'll send it to you with my mouth moving and everything.
1: That's pretty fucked up. Good news is your face won't be too far off.
0: Well, I look like a cartoon? <laughs> I was thinking that. That's a compliment. Cartoons look great. I guess so. They who draws skin? them. <laughs> um, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, we're fucked as a generation. That's going to be everything. Well, soon people they, are going to be walking around with those masks gone. What, but the I virtual said, reality?
2: Yeah, VR. That shit's dope, though. Mm-hmm. You ever do that? I've done that before. Crazy. Is it? I've never done it. There's like a place on uh, Spring Garden. Yeah. So they'll do like, you do a demo. So you go and they put you in the thing. And there's like a plank. So they take you up on like a, a VR elevator. So you got your VR ga- goggles. You go <laughs> on the elevator up to the top so the whole time, like, I'm like, okay, this is not real. I'm wearing a VR headset. Like, I'm not doing this for real. And you get to the top and the door is open and it's just like air. You're on the top of a skyscraper. How scared were <laughs> you? I was like, I wasn't scared, but I was, you know, like, I was like, okay, this isn't real. Like, I'm going on. But a what plank. if it is? There's like a four foot plank and you walk out on it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this isn't a real plank. And my girlfriend's with me and she's like, what are you doing? Just start walking. I'm like, I can't like, like <laughs> I'm going to fall. Like, it's going to feel real to me. So you go out there And then you jump off And like it feels like You're falling forever It's crazy Do you have headphones on? Yeah Well they they're have Built like, in It's like yeah It's built in Yeah So it's built in It's like in. you're in a whole world Just right here Like it's fucking but insane
0: That's what they're saying That life is gonna be In 15 years Like you won't have to Leave your house To go to your 9 to 5 job That like Your office will be In the VR I don't know if that's Such a negative part of it though Yeah I guess so <laughs> I don't know People I don't are probably know. pumped I'm gonna be one of those Old guys like back in my day we have to go to our job I'm already like that th- oh, Me too I'm like that too I'm <laughs> an old school guy
2: I don't like yeah. the new Like I don't know I just don't like, like that Like he's
1: got I'm missing like... teeth And didn't replace them That's old school shit That's badass You know yeah. what I mean Yeah
2: I mean you have to You have to own it yeah. right
1: Yeah Probably got them battling
2: Right You ever lost any teeth Playing
1: hockey uh, I, This is gonna sound fucked But no I got th- And I never wore a mouth guard But I
0: got through My whole hockey career Without losing my teeth you want to hear a funny story? Funny. Last game of my junior career, lost my teeth. I was same as you. Last game, no way. Wigington hit me up in the high stick. Your own his teammate, stick, own teammate, bam, done. It was our game four or five. We got eliminated from playoffs, over. And I remember it happened. And I, after the game, like our medical guy I was like, all right, so here's the paper you got to fill out. Go to the dentist. Like it'll be covered through sports Nova Scotia or whatever. And I waited like a month because you know. I've never lost a teeth, a tooth ever. So I was kind of, I, I was wearing, wearing it a as bit. a badge.
1: Yeah. So I walked around. The next around. twenty pitchers you're in are gonna look badass. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So how'd had, you lose yours? Yeah.
2: I gotta be honest. I got surgery on this because oh was did just, you? It had nothing to do with hockey. So I just tell if I meet someone and like I don't want to go through the whole story. I'll just be like, yeah, I took a puck in the face. Whatever. See, because that was one of the
1: things I related to you when you first came to the, to the draw. I was like, okay, you had the flow. Yeah. You had the little bit of the beard, and you had the missing tooth, and I'm like, okay. Like, and you just like,
2: this guy's gonna fit right in.
1: Yeah, I was like, hockey guy. I was like, Billy, look, we got another buddy on the team because it's pretty much just Dan plays, but like,
0: a hockey guy and a baseball guy could pass as the same look. Am I wrong? Uh, I
1: guess
0: it's flow. I just find
1: baseball a lot of guys like to be like have nice haircuts and like well put together. You know what I mean? I didn't think that nice cut beards, the Yankee look. Yeah, yeah, whereas hockey's just
0: like grow your flow, grow your beard, bro. What were you tweeting about the other day about the Maple Leafs? The checklist? Yeah, what was that?
1: Okay, oh, yeah. because the Leafs wear black fucking ear loops and chin straps on their royal blue jer- jerseys, and all the rest of their gear is royal blue. There's not a piece of fucking black on the entire uniform. Every other team in the league has picked up on the white chin strap stuff. It just would look better, more sharp,
0: more clean, and it's fucking garbage. But there was other ones, too, in the checklist. Yeah. What well, was saw, like,
1: saw But I was Bears. confused with why you made this checklist. Because I was watching the game, and I probably just, oh. just sitting
2: there baked and... I've actually never noticed that before. Yeah. Huh. So the, they weren't allowed
1: to grow beards? They, yeah, that's what it was. They weren't allowed to grow beards, um, which is fine because, like, I understand, like, tradition and stuff like that, and you don't fuck with it. I think that's how it was for but a long time. that was only time. with Lou Lamorello. Yeah, and they weren't allowed to wear, like, necessarily high numbers. Like, they have that Oziganov guy or whatever. He's wearing 92 on D, right? So, like, he just, like, was like, just wear your number, do your thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Instead of, like, nah, Because nah, nah, that's how I think the game has evolved off the ice kind of thing because the kids are only getting i say softer right so you gotta let
0: them do the thing and be creative definitely so you see domi knocked out ekblad
2: last night i don't know what that was did you see his dad i don't know why he did it though i watched i don't know i didn't see like the play before it but i just saw the hit when he they kind of hit each other yeah that was the play yeah that was it he just like
1: gave him that classic uh
0: I don't know, man. I think it was nerves in front of the Bell Center for the first time. Just kind of wants to make his name present in the Bell Center. But it's not like he doesn't know
1: Ekblad. I'm sure they know each other off the ice and shit. Like, if it's a guy he doesn't know and he just, like, suckers him, I get it. But if it's a guy you've played with or, like, grew up playing with, why are you going to do that?
0: He's
2: he's leaking after, too, eh? Oh,
0: his jersey was all red. There's guys that can turn that friendship mode off on the ice, man. I know you're one of them. And I think, well, obviously, if Domi... Because Ekblad's from Ontario, isn't it? They're both Ontario boys. Man, there's some guys that can just turn that switch off and just say fuck you, even if you're your best friend. But first game of the preseason, you can't even have that. Can't
1: even be a scenario, man. Yeah, I don't know. There was a bunch of fights after it. Yeah, guys that are trying to prove themselves. But anyway, it's true.
2: Exhibitions always seem to be like that in the show. Like, you got guys that are coming up and they want to. That's the easiest way to get noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess he's not a guy that (laughs) needs to be noticed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. He's trying to make a name for himself in Montreal. I mean,
0: did you see the Florida exhibition game? No. 400 people, yeah, Five hundred four or 500 people that's at, it at the game against something was Montreal in Florida. People are still beaching it, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Let's talk about you, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, then, once again, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, you grew up in Alberta, you said Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, yeah. Swift Current. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so talk, give me a
2: little bit about yourself. Uh, what was it like growing up there? Oh man, there's not much uh to do oh, okay either way it's either <laughs> winter it's just hockey, 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 yeah, summer it's baseball, 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 it's middle of nowhere in saskatchewan. there's like fifteen thousand people there on a good day, Wow, so, yeah, spend a lot of time at the farm. you're a farmer, I'm not like a heart like I have friends that are like farmers, like, like toss hay they they toss hay like they live at the farm, that's all they know right now they're just like. Maybe i for two weeks straight. Loving life. Love it. I'm not like in love with farming. I just, I like doing it. It's fun. Yeah, keeps yeah. in shape. Yeah. You just chill. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a really easy life if you're like a farmer, like on a combine or whatever. Right. So yeah. We have a family farm. We don't like, we just kind of have one. We don't like do it for a living. Are there animals on the farm? Yeah. We have like cows and I think we're trying to get some chickens and stuff like that. Free range but, eggs, buddy. Yeah. Free range. I'm trying to get in the organic uh sector. Seriously. No, not actually, but like probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Have you ever milked a cow? I actually haven't. No, my uh, Uh that's a good question. Yeah, that was a good question. (laughs) Tap yourself on the back. (laughs) (laughs) My parents, my grandparents had a milk farm, but they sold it and we got a just like a bought a bunch of land. Okay, we used to have a dairy farm. You must have had no problem like shooting pucks out there because here in the
0: city. You know, you'll hit a garage, you'll break a window, but <laughs> out there, you must have no problems. Oh, man, you can do whatever you want out there. Yeah, no problem. That for sounds hours like my and, kind of spot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, i so you love it out there. That,
1: yeah, I definitely would. So th- that that just made me think of, like, remember, I don't know if it's still a thing, but the era of the massive, like, Old West kids, you know what I mean? Like, when Fanof was playing, and, like, and it's because they say, oh, Pierre used to say, oh, they got a family farm, and, like, yeah. everyone's kind of like, that's bullshit, but. He just made it a reality for me. Farmer strength is a thing, isn't it? Like it's a different strength.
2: Some of the scariest people I've ever met, like tough guys, are like farmers that just farm. Like they yeah. just have huge, like strong Forearms. hands, and they like they are probably like 160 pounds. But like they're scary because their hands are huge.
1: Calloused. But here's the thing: when you work out, you're specifically working out muscles, whereas you, when you're a farmer, it's like old man strength. You've built all that strength because when you're a farmer, you're using every fucking muscle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're building everything over time instead of like just your biceps and your forearms and like your quads and your calves, you know? So Who that's you? why they're so scary. Where's Marty McSorley from? I have
0: no idea. Well, he was the protector of Gretzky, right? Absolutely. I'm pretty sure he was on the YouTube telling a story about growing up on the farm and that's where he got his strength and like off-season training. He just
2: helped his dad at the
0: farm.
1: And and there's a bunch that, of those stories, man. A bunch of them, is yeah, from back then those yeah. days.
2: Yeah, back then, I mean, they didn't really train. They were just kind of yeah. yeah. worked worked.
1: Like I, I can't remember which NHL or it was, but he like his family had a farm, and that's what
0: he did was he kept it alive in the off season, and that's how he trained the whole
2: year
1: yeah.
0: and made money. Have you guys seen Brent Burns' new documentary out that the Sharks just released? Wow, he man. bought a ranch down in Texas, and while he's not there, he hires a guy to run his ranch. And when I say ranch, I mean. Zebras. I mean, uh, the things with the horns on them. I mean, goats. Rhinoceroses. I mean, Rhinoceroses. I've like, that guy's whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, he's actually he bought animals from Africa and brought them over to Texas. And this guy, whenever Burns is in San Jose, obviously, I'll see. He obviously plays hockey, but this guy lives on the ranch and feeds the animals year round. So, anyways, this past Dude, summer, you should
1: apply for that. <laughs> that'd be sick.
0: This I past summer, San Jose went in there with a the camera crew and essentially just followed him around. Brent Burns is the ultimate grizzly. Grizzly, Adams. yeah. Anyways, watch it. Just type, when you go home, type in Brent Burns. Oh, I'm definitely gonna be, watch there's it. There's three part one, two, three, all insane. The like, he's like his his wife's in the pool. He's like, all right, honey, what do you what do you want for uh what do you want for dinner? And he's like, I don't know, like whatever you killed this morning. He's like, all right, we got some elk. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they go in that like his garage and they shave some elk down. Anyways, that sounds like the life, watch man. it. He's just a dude. Oh, just a dude. Dude. And he's like, he's got a bow and arrow and he's teaching his kid how to, how to like kill pigs. And they got (laughs) pigs running. Oh, man. That's pretty, it's pretty cool. And then you look at his contract and the guy's. I'm going to bring it way
1: back on you right off the, right away. Here we go. Well, when you, you're living in Saskatchewan. Did you, you you had a farm. Is that where you learned, basically? Was like, did you guys have a pond or like a lake? Did your old man make a rink? Or was it like the local rink was the place to be? Because I know that's the case in a lot of small towns.
2: So, yeah. So I, I lived in Swift, and then we had a bunch of outdoor rinks there. It's obviously, but, so cold there all the time. So mm-hmm. like, we'd go. I mean, when I was a kid, I honestly skipped school a lot when I was in like elementary school. And then me and my buddies would go at nine in the morning, and we'd stay there till nine at night. Like no one would bother us. They'd have lights come on. It's unreal. And then we just do that all day every day. Forever. So your
1: parents weren't upset that you weren't going to school.
2: Wow, it's, they didn't know that. So true. <laughs> Not every day. Just like Until right now. Day, you know, just just <laughs> the odd day. But, and then weekends, obviously, we just play there all day, all night. Sorry, did you say ponds or it was a man made rink? A man made rink, yeah. Like, Saskatchewan's like, okay. so flat as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. so we go like to the lake, and if we really want to, we can go play on the, the river or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not as ideal as just playing on the outdoor rink. Yeah. Because there's a lot of outdoor rinks because, like I said, it's so cold and yeah. it's easy to ma- maintain them. Yeah. So
1: That's such a good idea, man, because there, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that that completely h- helped you later on in your career. You know what I mean? Just like the small little things, like something small off the top of my head, playing pond hockey is you get that nick in the shin or yeah. something. You know how much that hurts, but you just play through it because what are you going to do? You're out in the pond. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Or like losing all the time to the older guys. or You know what I mean? Just shit like that, falling down and being too cold and you know what I mean? Just battling all the time.
0: So. Can't even tie your skates. Hands are too cold. Yeah, that's frozen, why I asked because a big one. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. that's where it, it truly does. Like, shape you as a hockey player. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: And as a person a little bit, too. It's toughness. If you're a kid, I remember growing up, not growing up in Fairview, but going to Fairview and playing hockey somewhere up there, and just those older kids just kicking the shit out of
2: us. Put some character in me.
1: They didn't care. No. We drove through, half an eye. Drove through the
0: hood. Is is that your first (laughs) time in Fairview? Uh,
2: Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Like, I've been, like, where we were by, uh, where I said, like, the Pickard Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I I've been near there, but. Yeah. Not, like, through where we went.
0: (laughs) Is Fairview the hood now?
1: I don't think. There's parts of everywhere that's the hood, man. I just like to joke about it. Yeah, okay. So, um, I had another question after that, but, of course, we got sidetracked once again. Um, Swift Current Raiders, what's SS?
2: SS MHL? That's the uh, the Midget League, the Major Midget League. So, So
1: Saskatchewan South, maybe, or something?
2: Okay, so the Raiders would be, that'd be Bantam, actually. That'd be Bantam AA, which is we don't have we didn't at that time we didn't have triple a in saskatchewan it's just double a was our highest the highest league in bantam
0: double a really That's yeah so crazy man
2: i don't know why they called it i don't know why they didn't call it triple a they just called it double a but it's technically triple a for saskatchewan yeah so it's so, top
0: top caliber yeah scouts know that going in
2: <laughs> yeah yeah okay. like like so we play notre dame uh Bant- yeah we play notre dame and like Regina would have like their all star team and stuff. It's because okay. some of the some of the towns we weren't big enough to be considered a triple A town. Okay, I see so what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it goes yeah. by population, I'm pretty yeah, sure, right?
1: So, okay. That's why like East Tants and stuff never had a triple A team for the first little bit.
2: But if you go by I population, it'd be like you'd have two triple A teams, it'd be like Regina and Saskatoon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have to call it double A, so And like then the so Webrons the play,
1: Legionnaires right? Legionnaires is midget then.
2: Yeah. So that'd be so you guys would have major midget. Here. Yeah. So we just have midget triple-A. Did be, you
0: ever, like, if you ever went on tournaments and kids asked you, they'd be like, so what league do you play? Did you ever lie and just say, oh, triple Because then if you say double-A, then you got to tell them the whole story.
2: <laughs> I don't know because it's weird because everyone in Saskatchewan, like, everyone out west knows that, like, the Bantam AA a league is the top league in Saskatchewan. It's just kind of – Alberta, I think, is different. I don't know how Alberta works. But I don't know. Everyone out west kind of knew that. And okay. I'd never play I never played against – I went east of Manitoba until I was like fifteen, sixteen. So, wait a second, never... east of Manitoba. So oh like, wow! Yeah, so oh, like, okay. Yeah, we're kind of secluded in our own little. Uh, t- how world. old were you? Sorry, probably like fifteen, sixteen was the first time I played against like a kid from Ontario. Wow. I had no idea what so Ontario that's, was. That's like, midget that age. Just, yeah, like midget. I guess
0: that's the same with us. Then we yeah. never went past Quebec. Well, yeah. You went down to Boston for a couple things, but like, yeah. as a team, we never went past Yeah, not really know. Okay. It's so the, I, never, yeah. I was
2: making nothing out of that. Okay. So I didn't understand how Ontario worked. I didn't know what major midget was like BC has it, but neither did I, he. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I find
1: every, a a. every province does it different, man. Like the yeah. more I've listened to our guests, they each have like, it's just so weird. Like some of them are like, Oh, this is tier one or like, this is Tykes, not Timbits. And like, you know what I mean? It's. Just bantam, not major bantam, and like just different calibers. So just, like name different things. Basically. So you played where they had the bantam draft. Yeah. I've always been really intrigued by the bantam draft because I always thought that I would have got drafted out of bantam. Obviously, hindsight's 2020. <laughs> but when you get drafted out of the bantam draft, and I think it says here you went second round, maybe. Do you remember? Second round. Yeah, I think so. 2009
0: by the Kelowna Rockets. How many rounds are there? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm. So you get drafted to junior from Bantam and you skip midget? That was going to be my next question was how they tie the
1: the Bantam and the junior part together. It must be a midget farm team. Yeah,
2: so your second year Bantam is your draft year for for junior. So they'll do like your Bantam year. They'll do uh, like zone tryouts. So you'll make your zone and they'll do like a big tournament Saskatchewan. I don't know how Alberta and them do it, but like it'll be like by zone. So my zone would be like zone. I think we we're like zone 10 so it would be like Swift Curtain surrounding rural area which is all the farm kids oh, and gosh, then we yeah so <laughs> so then we play like the Regina would have their zone Saskatoon uh, like Yorkton Melville would be up north okay and down south be like Waverness Savannah would be like the kind of the riggers and like that kind of area yeah so then we'd all play this big showcase tournament yeah and then from there you do top 40 so they pick the top 40 kids of the age and you'd go to this camp and do that or whatever so then you would have your draft and then, so then you're just basically property of that team. So then they'd have like a rookie camp for the 15 year old kids or whatever. Jesus. And, and then you're just property of that team. So then you could kind of do what you wanted to do in midget. I mean, your, your, your junior team would kind of tell you like, Hey, we probably want you to play here. Like we like yeah. to the coach share, Like so they, have program. Input. they have a little bit of input. Like yeah. obviously if you want to make their team, you yeah. want to do what they want.
0: Is there yeah. a lot of like parental, um, pol- politics? more out west if you look because there's not a lot of parents a lot of parents might know each other not a lot of kids maybe it's more fight and grab to make the team because there were there was some of that here we can you know there was some here in this province but was there any of that out there out west i mean
2: i would say it's probably like it anywhere
0: yeah i guess okay i mean i feel like it doesn't go away it's the money and the
2: power type thing and you know what i mean yeah i don't think it ever really stops so mm. in
1: in your personal opinion, do you think that the Bantam draft, because here we don't get drafted until midget. Yeah, right. Do you think it's more beneficial to get drafted into Bantam to have something to kind of shoot for and you know, that, you know that that's on the table now? Or do you think in midget it's like, because y- we just kind of hope in midget, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, the thing about the Bantam draft out west is there is a ton of busts. So like mm. there'll be guys that were absolutely crazy good in Bantam and they will be... Average, if average peak to junior players, they just peak too early. They're too big too soon, right? Because you're like, you could have a kid like that's six four in bantam and just dominating. Can dominate a kid, but then as soon as he plays against other guys who're six four, yeah, he's not the same player. So that's one thing that a it's lot of kids a downside. A lot of kids that don't get drafted end up being really good, and they end up making junior teams. And some kids they get drafted like third round. Second round, whatever. They don't even make the team. Yeah. They're not even a thought. See, that's crazy. That's so one aspect
1: I never thought about. Right? No, never.
2: Yeah, so it's crazy. It's weird. It's different. I remember being in Bantam, like they're doing the draft, and you're. It's kind of a big deal in like Saskatchewan. Like it's so when you're in Bantam, I think you're grade nine or whatever. Do you go to
0: the draft or do you just sit no? At home and they it's they just call like, you.
2: online. So like I was sitting in, I don't know, it was like French class or math class. <laughs> oh, you, I, you, it was like on a weekday. You yeah. Even and my <laughs> te- my, my <laughs> teacher was like, "Hey, you got drafted." And I was like, "How did your teacher know before <laughs> you?" Oh, I can't. This is before phones, man. Like, dude, think about know it. Swift oh, Curry right. he said there was 15,000 yeah. people there. He's like, yo, half. You just got drafted, bro. <laughs> yeah. One of my buddies comes in. He's like, congrats, man. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, I'm trying to do my test right now. But, yeah. <laughs> he's got me in trouble. That's, That's hilarious. That's crazy.
1: That's why I was always so, so intrigued by the Bantam draft, man, because I always just, I always try and picture It's not that I. I regret anything that I did in hockey, but I always just try and picture different scenarios. Like, what if we all had the Bantam draft here? Yeah. How would that have gone? Would yeah. I have been a bust? Like he said, would I have actually done something? Because the the right type of person, which obviously you were, was okay. Now I realize that this may be an option for me.
2: Yeah.
1: Here's what they're telling me to do. They obviously know that you trust the process, as they say, and you push towards that instead of being like, "I'm the fucking man. I just yeah. got drafted. And now I don't have to work for it." Yeah, that's you know what true. I
0: mean? That's a good point.
2: So yeah, and it's I think it's especially at a under, young age. It exactly. go either way. Like some yeah. kids will be like, oh, "Okay, I'm drafted. I don't have to do anything anymore. I mm-hmm. made it." And yeah. then some kids will be like, "Okay, now like I have something to work towards." So it's I think it kind of goes both ways, right? And that's just not hockey. That's everything. Yeah. You know, there's when people
0: get promoted, it's, "Oh, I got promoted. I don't have to work hard anymore." It's just when you know, it's it's that's just all common nature, human, yeah. human nature. nature yeah. Um when you got drafted, you went home like what well, was it a celebration? Did you get a cake? Did you go to McDonald's or anything? What well, anything? No, Handshake. Working dad, out again. Was, Dad's like, you <laughs> <he>
1: left <laughs> the <laughs> fucking gate open for the
2: cows. <laughs> you're grounded. My dad just said, Congrats, and shook your hand. Shook my hand, and that was it. I mean, there's you don't want to overplay and be like, This is some huge thing, because it's, at it's basically that all, at the end of the day, you're just the rights of that team. Like, you still have to try out. You still have to make the team. Yeah. It's not like, not like you made the team. So, how did it's you like get into hockey
1: team. then? You said you're said your old man, and you got to bear with me because my brain goes yeah different ways all the time. Okay. You said you're old man. <laughs> congratulations i just picture him as like this hard-ass guy calloused hands and being like
2: yeah like your work's not over yet you know yeah pretty much was man. he a hockey player yeah he played like growing up and stuff so i started skating i li- I live in herbert saskatchewan up until i was grade two or whatever which is like 200 people <laughs> so like so that's where i learned to skate because they had their rink and it was open all the time and my dad was friends friends with how does that work the K. My dad's friend's dad was like the caretaker of the rink. Okay. So like the grandpa, or whatever. He's like the rink, the rink rinker. We yeah. all have one. Yeah, man. like yeah. the guy. Rinky. So he knew yeah. me, and I would just kind of bust in there whenever I was like three or four, and like he would like let me go on the ice and just make sure I didn't like kill myself. Yeah. And I just buzz around and.
1: The not uh, skate. The, chill, the child dream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like it's
2: two hundred people, so I could just walk from my house. Was like five blocks away. It was a like five block. Was there tons of people town. trying to get on the
1: ice, or was it just no, mostly you sleepy, for what you remember?
2: Town. I mean, no one's no one's doing anything. So then you guys moved to the city. To the city. Yeah. I mean, that was was the city. that
1: for hockey, or was it just kind of like a family move? Just wanted to move to the city. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, different. Yeah, I can't imagine. It makes me think now. I understand why you try and go to a different place every time you're here. Because like. For what we seem as... Or we see our city as like a small city Mm. to you is fucking
2: huge. This is the big city for me. Do you know what I mean? So that's just like
1: it's a different perspective on things. And we kind of talked about that on the way here was... You were in sports psychology, I think, class this week or something like that. You just kind of... Yeah, cool. You learn different perspectives. And like our example was... Like what I don't find irritating doesn't mean that you don't find it irritating. And I shouldn't assume that it's the same as me. Mm. You know what I mean? But you don't really... I guess I, I didn't realize till I was older. It comes with probably a little bit of maturity, I guess, and I'm probably not yeah. age. But it's just crazy to think about. So it's like he's here, and yeah. he's like, "I'm going here, 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 here." Whereas when you were a kid, it was like, "I'm
0: going here, yeah, here it's again."
2: I got when I'm a kid, I got my house down the streets, my grandparents' house. I like, can, I'm, I'm like Simple. three, and my dad's like, okay go to grandparents' house." And he just lets me walk outside because like, <laughs> what's gonna happen? It's Herbert. There's two hundred people. There's not even a cop there. Like, yeah, there's no no like, cop. I think there's one cop that lives in town. There's not a cop station or anything. He just works it out of his house. No. Like, so there's no cr- like you can do whatever you want. If someone like abducted you, it's like all right, I got a good idea of who it would be. Just grab the, the town- definition. I- I grab the townspeople together. Yeah. And <laughs> the definition of neighborhood here. watch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally. So, yeah. Cool. So when I went to Kelowna, that was like culture shock for me because that was the city. Like, yeah, that's never, that there. is the city, Kelowna. Well, that's it's like t- t- it'd be about Halifax, two hundred thousand, kind of rough area. Wait, so how big is Halifax? Like half half right. a mil? Oh, the whole province is a million, I think. And oh, I think wow. I didn't I'll realize it was even that big.
0: Kelowna, though. Didn't we play Kelowna in the Pee tournament? Yeah, the Rockets. Did you tell him that? No. We played no the Kelowna in the, the Quebec Pee tournament. I had oh, know That's sick. Yeah. I Who was on their team. It? That was good.
1: Fuck, man. Honest to God. Back you then, you I don't even remember. It was, you're so, as the Pee Wee international tournament, you know, my dad, okay, yeah. I have the program yeah, and stuff. I
2: remember the tournament. Yeah. And I have the program home, which is, uh, I wanted to, but.
1: But it was just like, there's so much going on. You're, you're, You're 12. You're away from home. Like I got my first debit card then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I had like probably 90 bucks in the fucking bank account that I saved up for like 12 Christmases. (laughs) But it's like you're away from home for the first time. You're on a bus. You're we were the Mooseheads playing in a fucking dope. You're playing in a mall. Like you just want to go. There's rides. You're like hockey rides. You're (laughs) You're playing. (laughs) You're like whoa. Yeah. Like why can't we be doing that? (laughs) You know. So it's just kind of like I didn't really remember any of the guys. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I do like looking through like the programs and stuff. Yeah. There's some guys that are in the show and stuff like that now. That's was, crazy. Was
0: Tavares in that tournament?
1: Uh, probably. He was. A, he's a 91. No. Yeah, he is.
0: Anyways. I'd like to look at that. Bring yeah, that over. I'll next bring it time. over one day. Yeah.
2: Um. Were you? What were you saying? Just sorry. Uh, culture, like culture shock, yeah, moving totally to the big city. Different. I I couldn't believe it. Like, not even how people acted, and I mean it was different. Like, obviously, Saskatchewan's a more conservative. Like, yeah, old school way of doing things. And I go to Kelowna, which is in BC, and it's. Everything's more liberal and like people are more progressive and everything. I just had to completely change how I think about things and get a totally different state of mind of like that area of the world compared to where I was from. And I was just
0: confusing. And did you go to high school when you were in Kelowna?
2: I did. Yeah. How was that? that was, was that a difficult transition? Completely different to me. Wow. And, like everyone hates the hockey players. From, Why? I don't know. They just, here it's football. Well, yeah, yeah. Like we just, I don't, we don't know anyone. We're coming from this weird place. Like they hated you. Yeah, the football team didn't like us very much. Well, dude, you got to think of the studs coming from other cities coming and stealing the hometown broads, man.
1: Everybody uh, gets pissed at that. Never even thought Maybe. of that. Hockey guys are the h- biggest weapons. Yeah, so you right, probably probably so.
0: wearing
2: the Kelowna track tracksuit, and that right, that right oh, there is a shield. Never, never would wear the.
0: A lot of people
1: suit. say
2: that. They never go to different would wear places. anything. Affi- I tried to like just blend into the back. <laughs> I wouldn't say a word. Just it's a complete opposite to, like, here, dude. Yeah. Complete I would not want to like get like our GM was like just blend in. I was like, great, I'll do that for sure. <laughs> First day. One of the history teachers is like Colton, like you guys playing tonight? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Teachy, come on! <laughs> now everyone knows like I'm in one of the rockets, whatever. But I hate. It. I didn't want to ever be like affiliated because like it's weird because you see like we all obviously sit together yeah in high school because we don't know anyone else so and no one and then else everyone and yeah. then then you assume like we don't like anyone we think we're better than everyone else because yeah we're not talking to them but like we think everyone hates it's like this weird
0: it's a high school it's a thing vicious circle. it's a high school thing he just yeah. painted a, the perfect
1: picture a per- of uh, exactly, yeah. of society at school like yeah. literally i just pictured like long fucking lunch tables where you had like <laughs> this is the picture like the nerds and then like the yeah. hockey players yeah. you know what i mean and then like the football team takes up like 46 tables and then you got like the fucking chess club who's like very small and like it just like that's just how it is man it's yeah. just
2: so weird it's such a weird time to be alive like and you don't oh, want to branch so be weird. like do you yeah. hate
1: us or like you just assume they hate us we hate them you yeah know what i mean so it's just like go on with your business so,
2: i ended up making a couple friends just because projects Snyder. yeah like you and they then they get to know you and I'm like okay this guy's not that bad like he's not like a hockey 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 guy yeah. just like come Regular to school guy. and do whatever else is doing but
0: man it was like i didn't i talked to people that didn't play hockey in high school but like it was a thing in high school like it, there was there was that tension that didn't need to be there it was just an assumption of hockey players and maybe all I, at least hockey players maybe other athletes but like yeah but it was mean, just as that a, awkward as a whole tension. this the picture that people paint of hockey players is pretty accurate why because <laughs> we get women
1: well, yeah, it's just that. It's just I'm not going to get into it, but it's just like as a whole, I'm not going to say every guy's like that because that's not fair. But like, there, there's a stereotype. You, people grow it, You grow I mean, into it. You see it, especially now. Like, oh, that guy's being a beauty and like sauce hockey and all this shit, right? Yeah. So it's just that's what you assume that you're supposed to be like. Yeah, I guess so. Right? You're Which too young to really s- make a your small own town. So all where he just doesn't even know that that's yeah. a thing, right? So it's like, yeah, that's a whole terrifying. other thing.
2: Is at my high school, I knew everyone. Like, yeah. everyone knew everybody, right? Like, there wasn't really as I mean, it's obviously clicky It's a high school, mm-hmm. but like, I can go to a guy that I don't really hang out with and be like, "Yo, man, like, how's it going?" And you go to this school and like, this group does not talk to this group. Yeah, this group hates this group, and I'm like, this is so weird to me because I'm friends with the kids that are just straight farmers and like we're <laughs> bros. Like, that's just because I like them; they're yeah. good dudes. Yeah. But they're just it was. You just totally don't different. interact. Yeah, they're just like, I don't like you. You do something different to me. Yeah. So in it's a sense, totally it's foreign. it's
1: good that you had something like hockey because whether you're in that setting or not. When you get to go to hockey, nothing else matters, right? So some people don't yeah. have those things to deal with, stuff true, like that, yeah. right? So you get to go to hockey, you get to fucking crush a guy or whatever. You get to hang out with the guys that you guys just walked around kind of like, yeah. why does everybody hate us type thing? And then you get to hockey and you're finally like, oh, this is where we
0: belong. You know, what Imagine I mean? moving to a big city like you did, but you didn't play hockey. The kids like that, like trying to fit into a social clique. I couldn't do it. That would be terrifying. Be like your dad gets a big promotion in the city. You got to leave your small town. Oh, mm. that would suck. That's crazy. I like.
2: Mad respect for people that can do that because I went to that school and I was like, if I didn't have my friends from hockey, I would literally not talk to anyone this entire school year. Same. Oh yeah, that's the only reason I you even know. started talking was because of my hockey buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Because oh. you guys always
1: have that one thing you can relate on. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's your the biggest thing in your life at that point. Yeah. You guys both relate on it, or you and the other eighteen guys. So yeah. it's like, it's just easier.
2: Yeah.
0: I want to talk <clears throat> about the WHL a bit It's something like I, I'm aware of the O and the Q Like yeah. we, we, we know somewhat about it But the WHL It's something we really I don't really don't know anything about I couldn't tell you the best organization The best, best rank The yeah. worst the worst rank The worst team Craziest fans That kind yeah, of stuff Yeah like okay. So obviously, like, When I think of the O I think of the London Knights When I think of the Q I think of the Ramparts Or the Mooseheads Of the best The team Who's like the Is Kelowna one of the top notch teams there Like what's yeah, Give I me a mean, rundown of the WHL I guess
2: I'd say each division has their team that has that's just historically always good. I mean, I okay. I was very lucky. I played in Kelowna, which is historically a, a very good organization. Okay. We always seemed to compete. When I was there, we were really good. We actually had a lot of guys. We uh, Actually, my 20-year-old year I ended up getting traded, but they went to the Memorial Cup. They lost in the final against Oshawa. Uh, a couple of years before that, we were supposed to win the WL Championship. Didn't happen, but we were supposed to be up there. Portland is another team that's... Winterhawks? Winterhawks, yeah. Portland Winterhawks are always good. They always have guys that go to the NHL yeah. every year, and it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> who has the worst rink? See, that's the thing. There's a couple of really small rinks. Like, Medicine Hat used to. They just got a new rink, but they had a really small rink. Uh, where I'm from, a lot of guys don't like playing there because it's pretty small. Yeah. Swift Current. Um, oh, there's a
0: WHL team in the Swift Current
2: Broncos, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Broncos, baby.
0: So that must yeah. have been fun going there. When your family must have come out and seen you play.
2: Yeah, no, that was really fun. It's nice. All my friends got to come and watch and all that. That's I sick. think like growing up, my biggest thing I was probably every kid. My old high school crushes. Here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every kid here that wants to play for the Mooseheads, right? So yeah. that was kind of same thing as everyone wants to play for the Broncos. And, yeah. So, but so I give something
1: gives the kids something to shoot for, man. Though, like honestly, God, yeah. All right. So.
0: What's the Kelowna rink like? What do you What are the fans like there? We'd sell out every game. No, how many fans? Yeah. Um, that's insane.
2: Hmm. Sell out every game, junior hockey. Could you I'd imagine? Say seven, eight thousand. from I'm, I'm, guessing. Seven, eight there. thousand
0: selling out. Seven oh, or eight man. thousand, yeah. Uh,
2: like, Talk about a loyal. Places fans. like Vancouver would get like ten thousand. Calgary would probably. probably. Where'd you play in Vancouver? The P E? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They play in the P&E. I was in there two weeks ago. Yeah, that's a nice place.
2: Did they sell out the P and E? Not usually. They probably get around eight to ten. They had Gordy Howe one night. One night when we played there, and that was Gordy Howe was there, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't get to talk to him, but like I just saw sound I was like, "Wow, it's Gordie Howe." Yeah, yeah. And they had like fifteen thousand people in there that night. It was crazy. And like it's obviously an old NHL rink, so it's huge and it's intimidating yeah. and it's cool. Calgary got a lot of fans. Edmonton.
0: Oh yeah, Calgary plays out of the Saddledome, yeah. right? Yeah. Man, Edmonton.
1: you played with some. Pretty unreal players like Madison Bowie yeah uh Josh Morrissey it says here uh Dylan dubay, what's yep. the other guy just seen uh uh he was on the last list, I can't remember that's crazy it's crazy to see guys that move on and then like how would i how was I supposed to know that you were yeah. connected to this guy? where's that at I want to find it it's his name Colton halfley what
2: yeah that guy, <laughs> yeah, where's I'd it see at, it. man.
1: That's pretty cool though Because like What's his name Morrissey he, It looks like he got traded Late maybe
2: He got traded I got traded to I got and traded Albert? to PA Yeah With him So I played I was his D partner in PA And then about two weeks later He got traded to Kelowna Really So like That was a weird thing So I got traded to PA When I was 20 At the deadline Yeah Or right for, about two weeks Before the deadline Were And they then, a contender or no No Fuck oh. I went from playing The best team in the league To a team that was kind of on the fringe of playing a playoff spot. That's frustrating. Um, Yeah. So it it was, I mean, it it was good for me personally. I think it it was a lot of personal growth because I played in the same place for pretty much five years. Best team with the worst team. Yeah. So you you learn, you learn a lot from going from organization where you see everything is like top notch, like the culture is there where everyone is like, Oh my God, we got to do this. And then you see somewhere else where there's some players that, I mean, on a losing team or like they've come from somewhere else and they don't, They don't get the winning. What do you have to do to be a winner, right? Yeah. And I had a great time, PA. I love the organization. Everyone there treated me great. So I got traded there. And then Morrissey got traded to Kelowna for two guys from my old team. So then two of my teammates came. And then (laughs) Dreisaitl got traded from PA to Kelowna for two more of my teammates. So you did you get traded for Dreisaitl? Well, like technically the whole – Package. You were in the package. Well, yeah, like, like oh, technically, it was just they were all separate trades. But like technically, it's it was Morrissey and title for our, our, our five guys basically. Yeah. Who's had okay. to like spread, his spread it out a bit? But.
0: Who's uh, one of the best players that you played against uh, in the WHL that was just the most
2: skill? Man, I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins was absolutely crazy good. What junior. was so good about him? You couldn't hit him. Like I I. I I was younger, so I was a checking forward, when I was—I oh, was always a checking forward. So, <laughs> so I would—I so w- I would have to check him sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, like I can't even keep up with this guy. How am I supposed to check him? Yeah. So every once in a while, like I'd be like, oh, I got him. He's not looking at me. I got him lined up. Like, I'm gonna hit him hard. Yeah. And all of a sudden, just choot, 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 gone. I look behind me. Fuck. Three on one. I'm like, what just happened? Just like, got where exposed. Did guy, where did that guy just go? It was crazy. Yeah, we've had a lot yeah. of the slippery guys, man.
0: You think they're going left, and at the very last second they go right. Yeah, it sucks. And to think about him, like in the NHL, he's a great, he's a good player in the NHL, but he's not the top, you know, the top guy. Yeah. And he's just blowing by guys in the WHL like it's no big oh, deal. that's
2: a joke. It was ridiculous. It just goes so to show good.
1: you. I was gonna say if you if there's ever a guy to get traded for, Drysaddle doesn't suck.
2: No, that's a good ego booster. Right he there. was cool. I like I didn't get to play with him or against him, but I watched him. When he got to Kelowna and we were done, so we didn't make playoffs. So I came back to Kelowna to watch them. Yeah, and I've never seen someone that can pass the puck on their backhand so hard. Like wow. he literally, like he literally would come down the wing, and I'd watch him. I'd be like, oh my god, he's gonna pass this back door, and no one's gonna even think about it. And he would just go like this, and it'd be like he just took a slap shot back door, and the guy would couldn't the guy couldn't one time. He just stop it, tap in the net, a little bit of sauce on it, I'd just like, over the blade. Oh my god, it was crazy. That's a very
1: underrated skill, and pass really. pass I used to, to the get praised for it as a kid. Was your backhand period, Crosby? Crosby like if yeah. you they say that the backhand's the most unpredictable shot because you can literally have a lined up you can go here you can go there you can go there you can go here like there by accident yeah. whereas like when you're on the forehand like you ask a guy like Tommy he'll tell you that you can you can kind of predict what the guy's going to do by the way they have their stick yeah but on the yeah. backhand you're so unpredictable but you watch kids every even in the WHL and stuff like that they can't take a pass on their backhand yeah. and that probably is one of those skills that if you can do is going to set you apart 100 percent. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about how baseball was like that. Scout that scouting type, yeah, uh, of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in hockey, if you can't, like you can see guys in the show. Like Sid takes it one hand on the backhand, full stride. That's how one th- but every guy in the show do does. That? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's one thing I like about preseason hockey in the NHL is that you can really tell the difference between the guys that are supposed to be there and the mm-hmm. guys that really aren't supposed to be there. It's amazing. The difference when Tavares is three guys on him and Tavares is on the half wall and how he makes a smart play to chip it to Kadri coming down the wall. When a guy that's really trying to make the team panics, puts it in the middle, that's a turnover. You can just tell those difference between... Well, it exposes people. It, it absolutely exposes mm-hmm. people. Yeah. It's uh, it's one thing when we w- I was watching the the same game you were watching when they played for the Craft Hockeyville. Yeah, yeah, Luke. And they were playing in that smaller rink, so the pressure was so much more. You had to make a decision so much more quicker. The very
1: first goal of the game happened because of that.
0: Kadri did a little dipsy-doodle behind the net there, and yeah. then there you go. But um, anyways, yeah, I, that's what I've been liking about preseason hockey so far. It's just the the exposure of the players that should be there and aren't supposed to be there.
1: Well, the guys that are real, real good, like Tavares, he's not passing specifically to someone. He's passing to a spot where he knows it's a, not going to be a turnover and B to where his guys got a better chance, better percentage of winning that puck race than their guys do. Whereas the younger guys panic because they just haven't been in that heated spot. Yeah. So they try to get it to a guy, which is called forcing mm-hmm. instead of giving your team a chance to win the puck.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's only it's, it's just so quick. Yeah, So quick true. It's not it's easy even forcing for me to say. It's just panic
2: Yeah I just don't know what to do well, He's yeah, even, thinking He's thinking two steps ahead Of everyone else oh, He yeah, already yeah. knows Well I'm gonna put this here And yeah. this guy's gonna put it here And I'll be here Yeah And when other guys are like I gotta puck. Oh man Where's my pass And that's if it's not
1: thinking. that often He's got a backup plan Yeah By his positioning probably
0: Backup plan Just put it off the boards That's what I learned At a young age because I always fucked up on the half wall getting the puck out of the, the defensive zone. I always, like, put it to the the, the centerman swinging by, and I always missed him. I was other ahead of him, back. I always fucked up. So I forget what coach it was. he just just chip it off the wall, and the chip off the wall probably saved my hockey career. Yeah. Definitely.
1: I would prefer that than having to get it right here where you're like,
2: this. oh, yeah.
0: Just put Full it on in front Full speed
1: of centerman. Because you're a centerman, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. So would you rather
2: chip off the wall or
1: depends if you got no I pressure think the new
2: play and this is kind of where the game seems to go and, and i mean i'm not a master strategist but it seems like d men just get it and if they got nothing instead of chipping off the wall they just flip it into the middle yep alley yeah they do it all the time and then it's so easy for a winger you just come in with speed on the d-man the d-man's looking up trying to get a puck yeah and put it down and you're coming to speed on him and that's it's either that or you're rimming up the wall into nothing yeah. So that's a new play I see you guys doing all the time. Are you guys doing that at Dow? Trying to get into it, yeah. Because, I mean, there's teams that we play against. Like SMU's a good example. They do it a lot, they're really good at it. And uh, UNB, if they have nothing, instead of Send chipping off the boards or something where a guy can kind of like maybe body it, yeah, they just flip it over. And if you're four checking, you're like, oh, I'm going to hammer this D man. And all of a sudden he flips the puck over all through your forwards. You're all like, Fuck, especially where you are got are perfect. You f- me. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Offensive zone four check, you know what I mean? Just you're going kills in perfect. Offense. And it's like another thing, too. Think about it's crazy that the game evolves almost without us even noticing because when you're back in the day, you always see the D-man drill. Coach will rip one off the glass. He has to come over and try and keep it in off the glass or like the perfect time to pinch, whereas now they have to be trained when to recognize that the flick's coming. You know what I mean? And it just kind of
0: like developed under our feet without us even really noticing, but you got to adjust with it. It's crazy how quick the game has changed in the past, like two years even. Ridiculous. Two years. How younger these players are that are coming in and making the team. Older guys, like, the fact that I saw Marlow out there, like, don't get me wrong. He looked great, Yeah, but looked so out of place. Just like, wow, this guy is 35, his kids are that age. 37 years old, yeah. and he's playing with Matthews right now. It's just, everyone's so young. So young. And they're all getting big money, too. Mm-hmm. Big money. Is Have they figured out Nylander yet? I don't that think has so. to happen soon. Yeah, they had a big, I, lo- I watch Leafs Lunch all the time, so I'll keep you updated. Did, uh, who was the other guy from Edmonton that they were trying to figure out? Nurse, they signed nurse. Yeah, yeah they, signed, they did. They got a couple of years, two years, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Two, two years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I feel like Edmonton doesn't want to sign anything long term right now. They're still
2: kind of unpredictable. They're always going to be kind of in limbo. You know, they don't know.
1: For a team that gets ninety-one first overall draft picks, now Yakupov was a bust. I never is, liked him anyways.
0: Is he in the NHL?
2: I think so. I don't even know actually anymore. It's last exactly. time he was in Col- Louis, St. Louis. Colorado, Colorado last year? Colorado,
0: Dallas. Pretty I sure. don't even know. He's not even worth talking Anyways, about. Anyways,
1: while we're on the topic of hockey, you got when you got traded to Prince Albert, was that your 20-year? Yeah. yeah. So that's, you guys, fuck, that sucks, man. I feel for you. It just hit me now that you got traded in your 20-year to a non-contending team, which means you got there and your season pretty much ended.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had probably two months there, and uh, they brought me in. And I knew the coach The coach I had had in midget, and I'd known him growing up, and his name was Mark Hapshye. Yeah, yeah, I actually learned a lot from him. And I'm glad I got a trailer because he's a great coach too. And he, uh, he was in the Oilers system. I know Mark Capshaw. Yeah,
1: he you know him. I don't know him personally, but uh, I know him. who he is. Yeah,
2: he played played a couple games with Oilers. Maybe anyway, great offensive mind. Learned a lot from him, like just little things. And we had uh, Dave Manson was our D coach. He played with. <laughs> you probably know he's he, tough. He was the maybe, maybe the scariest man I've ever mm-hmm. met. That guy is tough. First time I met him. <laughs> I come up and I shake his hand and he's like, oh, "I'm Dave." And he uh, he got punched in the throat when he was playing, so he talks like in like a horse, like a, like a horse he can't like yell. Like one of those people that have a hole in their mouth or Kinda, something. Kind of, but like he doesn't have a hole throat. or anything. You would never know. He just punched in the esophagus. He just got punched in the neck, uh. like in the esophagus, and he's again, he's got the farmer hand. Like his hand is probably like this big. It's ridiculous. And <laughs> he grabbed my hand and like I just like went like this. Oh, he crumbled you. Yeah. He was and he's literally. I saw some of his fights and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy is so tough." Like, and so he was a good D man too. He was a really good D man. So I learned a lot from him too. I played I was a forward in Kelowna, and then they traded for me and they want me to play defense cuz yeah. yeah, really? a D man. Cuz I'd played D with Kelowna a bit and I'd kind of gone back and forth. So so I ended up playing defense oh. for PA and he was the D coach, so he kind of That's cool. got me back up to speed, so You're probably a
1: great defensive centerman. Yeah, <laughs> just because you if if your D man's not in the spot, you know what the spot is, I, uh, so you just cover it. I what can, do you do as a good defensive
2: centerman? What do you do? Hang out you, in the neutral zone, help help the D <laughs> oh, man. You, I just empathize with D man because I get like when your D man and your forwards aren't helping you, it sucks because you just especially with the center. Like if your yeah. center's not coming <laughs> to like win a battle for you.
1: It's all depends on your formation, like they yeah. always say a one, which is centerman is technically low for the, you know what I mean. You keep yourself between that guy, the nearest guy, the and net that in the net, corner, yeah. right? But he, like you he said, if your if your forwards aren't helping out a lot of the game these days, is small chips to, to yeah. quiet areas. Yeah. Yeah. If your centerman's not there, yeah. you can't have your winger pinched down to the corner for a soft chip because. Then the puck goes up to the point. That's a full fucking lane for a hundred mile an hour slap shot these days. Yeah. If the centerman is there, he gets that. He moves it up to the winger which now allows, because you can't get drilled anymore after you pass the puck, which now allows your centerman to get back in position for that chip or the pass through the middle and exposes that D-man flat footed.
0: I hope a lot of people that listen or know hockey are listening to this podcast because if not, we're fucked. No one's going to know what we're talking about here. <laughs> Who fans. cares? Whatever. I want to talk about the food situation in uh, in Kelowna. What was it like after the game? Do you guys get pizza past Also, before you guys get Grilled cheese, like toast. What was the situation there?
2: We uh, we actually ate pretty well. Like after games, we were pretty lucky. We'd eat like steak, and we'd oh. go to nice restaurants. Pasta. That was one thing I really liked in Cologne. Is after we'd have like a good meal. Like we'd go to a nice restaurants, sit yeah. down, have like a nice pasta or like a steak or whatever. But then like those are things that that's a more big market team, yeah. and then PA it's a community based team. So like yeah. we, that's when we do like pizza after games. But then at the same time, we'd only be going like. 45 minutes from Regina, whereas, yeah. like, Kelowna, we'd be going, like, 15 hours from Prince George or, like, 10 hours from Portland, so it's a little different that wow. way, too.
0: What about, like, before the games in the room? Like, some players have, like, those, like, power packets, Gatorade. Other teams have, like, apples, bananas, granola bars. What would you guys yeah. have there?
2: Um, kind of a bit of everything. Yeah. Bananas, peanut butter. Do you eat a toast. lot before the game? No, I wasn't a big eater. I usually ate, like, three, and then maybe before the game, I'll have, like, a banana or something just that has, like... Right. carbs in it just to kind of get a little bit more boost but i didn't like being full i like being like empty kind of when i'm playing me right. too like just feel in like the exact same way yeah i just feel lighter and like quicker i don't know
1: there's no chance for you, your stomach to feel upset or heavy because you just too. control yeah. it
0: yeah i liked eating yeah that's
1: like i said that's sports fun, right? psychology right yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess so, so I you're studying you. sports psychology
2: <laughs> no i just it's just an elective i'm taking right? oh okay but I, yeah I'm, spe- I'm studying business so All right, i just on. had a bunch of open electives and i was like this seems like it makes sense for me to do so it's perfect you
1: led me into yeah. my next question go ahead um, i had a different one but this one just hit me because you said that so you're playing at dal you're in what your third or fourth third year
2: fourth year
0: fourth
1: year fourth year called <laughs> where what is the connection that you made from pa as you call it, which
2: now i'm gonna call it pa because that's badass to dalhousie it's funny because how i ended up Coming to Dallas is because I got trade trade a PA. So mm-hmm. our head coach is friends with our assistant coach here. Yeah, and they Who's knew each that? other. Um, Dean Decision is our assistant coach. Here.
0: Dean Decision is your assistant coach. Yeah, I yeah. know Dean. Yeah, okay, I you know.
2: Know. yeah, well, he probably would have coached. He coached a lot of minor hockey like a couple of years ago with cause a lot of the guys we play with. He coached in minor hockey growing up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of special for them to play with him again. But so yeah, they played together. In the American League or something and they were good friends and they had asked about me and Mark I talked to Mark and I'd asked him I was like well what do you think like he said well it's a really good school and it's gonna be a really good opportunity for you so then I came here for my recruiting trip and I met Dean and all them and I fell in love with the city and it was obviously a lot different than out west it's completely different it's almost like a different country it's completely different people it's and stuff like that yeah people and i just wanted a new experience and
0: everyone falls in love when they get here man yeah
2: <laughs> it's a cool experience like yeah. it's a it's a student town and i mean the schools obviously are very respected schools so that mm-hmm. was good too and
1: that you know, was a newer program newish yeah like it's or kind revamped. of a re- revamped program yeah.
2: they're just kind of get back on their feet and everything and it was a good opportunity for me to to play a lot and get a lot of opportunity here so I was like, yeah, absolutely, sign me up.
1: So, did you when you came on your recruiting trip? Did you go anywhere else, or was it just Dal?
2: Um, well, I came to Dal. It was either I was either going to Dal or U of S, Saskatchewan, and they was, they have a really good program. So it was either that or here. So I kind of was thinking about it, but then I thought about it. I was like, well, being in Saskatchewan my whole life, like yeah. I know what it's going to be. Rinse and repeat. Going to U of S, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Good I just point. Want something different, so. I like, like I said to you, like I like trying new things every time. And like, mm-hmm. same with the pizza, just trying new things and never getting stuck in the same routine. Yeah. Because that gets boring.
1: And that's what a lot of people get into that routine and they hate it, right? So don't you can't be afraid. Because remember, we always talk about, oh, it's taking that leap or taking that chance. Like, yeah. there's a chance he could have came here and hated it. Yeah. But yeah. he's like, you know what? I want to try something different. Yeah. Open your, like, you know what I mean? People are different here. The lifestyle's different. You know what I mean? It's just like as a whole it's good for you like you, you should want to go different and try different things so you can grow better
0: it's a great city yeah. it has a good resume with people our age you know younger 20s people going into college <laughs> bar, oh, scene's, sure, bar yeah. scene's great you know there's some great looking people it's uh it's a good looking it's a good city so question again if you would have
1: stayed in Kelowna and this is hypothetical of course did you have plans to go to U of S
2: while you were in Kelowna or did you have different options then or did you have none At that point, I wasn't even thinking about it, which is weird because when you're 20, that's the thing about junior man, you don't really think about what life is life after. Life after junior, you're just still stuck in your junior life. Oh, yeah. So I was about 20 and I got traded, and then no one had really, like, I talked about it a bit with my coach from Kelowna, but I wasn't serious about it yet. I was focused on, I mean, boys, we want to win the Memorial Cup here. Yeah. And then I got traded, and then same thing, I was like, boys, like, playoff push, we want to make playoffs. And then maybe, like, the last two weeks of the season, we had, being, like, eliminated, and that's when I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my life next year? Like, what am I going to do now? I'm done hockey and junior. So that's when I started having more, I guess, serious talks about doing that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, to answer your question, I I had no idea what I was doing in Kelowna. I hadn't even thought about it. Every player has
0: that moment where they think, oh, wait a second, I'm 20 here. Next year is kind of a big deal. 21, I don't know what I'm Mm -hmm. doing. Every player... I was
1: just going to say, take that 20-year-old that you're talking about right now, that player, Yeah. right now that's listening, and tell them to put themselves in a scenario where you're not playing hockey, shortly, and yeah. tell me how you feel about that, right? Yeah. So then you're thinking, oh shit, okay, there's there's options. Tons. But what are they? Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad
0: you came because you got to make baseball. your own. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, you got to make your own. There's tons mm-hmm. of options. You just got to look for them. Like, they were, uh, we had a couple guests on that were in the same situation. Just didn't really know what they wanted to do, but then they, they almost became their own agent yep. and just started mm-hmm. calling teams, emailing teams, asking friends, calling coaches, hey, do you need it? You know, and then just figure it out.
2: Yeah. Freaking nice. Right. Yeah. Tons of places to play. That's the biggest thing is just calm down. I mean, it's you're obviously like anxious. You're like, what am I going to do? Just yeah. calm down. I mean, there's going to be a team. There's somewhere you can play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to play, you can play. Yeah. That's the biggest thing.
1: Uh-huh. You got to make it so. Yeah. I don't know. So that was le- I just want to touch on one quick thing, and it's, Go b- ahead. And it's baseball, because uh, for people that don't know, we played on the same team this year. Yeah, He was all-star catcher first year in the league. Congratulations, Congratulations to you. Congratulations. To you. Um, Grassy, dude.
2: All-star second baseman.
1: He <laughs> hey, shh, 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 shh. Playoff's still here. But I wanted to talk about, because I heard through the grapevine that you got a- asked to play for the junior national team when you were younger. Yeah. True or false? True. So then I also heard, this is just through the team, obviously, that it was the same year you went to play in the WHL, maybe?
2: Yeah, so that was So naturally that's probably the biggest decision I ever had to make in my life. And that was like a two week decision. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do like so what I've been mean fifteen. 16 sixteen. Fifteen. So fifteen. Um, that's another thing. When I was getting drafted, a lot of scouts from the junior teams were calling me and they're like, Hey man, like are you gonna play ball or are you gonna play hockey? And I'm like Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to play hockey because obviously I'm not going to tell him to play ball because I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Naturally, yeah. a Canadian kid. Yeah. yeah. So so then I got, um, I played for Team Sask and uh, just kind of the Western, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what it would be called. We played Team Manitoba, Team Alberta for baseball. So I'd done that in the summer. And then the coach was like, okay, well, we, we, want, we want you to come to the national team tryouts. Which is a big like,
1: fucking deal. Is it? Yeah.
2: So. I'm like, oh, like, that that's cool. He's like, no, this is a big deal. Like, you're a triple underage. Like, we want you to come. Triple underage. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because it's like
1: 18 and under or something, isn't it? Yeah. So you're oh, yeah. 15.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what? Like, this is huge. Like, this doesn't happen right. Right. So, so I was like, well, when is it? He's like, well, it's in October. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a problem. I have to try out for my junior team. Like, I need to make this when I'm 16. And he's like, well, <laughs> whatever you want to do, like, You you just tell me because we've had a lot of guys that have picked ball, and we've had a couple guys that have played hockey, and it's worked out for them. I think one guy he'd send was, uh, he played for L.A. during their cup runs. I forgot his name. Martinez? No, he's from York, and he was a forward. Foley? No. Anyways. Brown? He was was one of the more checking guys. I can't remember his name. I'll look it up. Yeah, anyway, so he's like well we had asked this guy the same thing and he picked hockey (laughs) and obviously it worked out for him he played in the nhl yeah so then i had to make this decision i was like man like because then obviously my junior team is going to be like well you're going to play baseball like i was like well they might drop me they might trade me like who knows what's going to happen if i make that decision so then i had to make the decision i was like well i'm gonna go play hockey like i'm canada Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like oh west kid yeah and the thing is i love baseball and hockey the same amount so that didn't really factor in my decision i was like i will be happy playing either for the rest of my life uh-huh. wouldn't be a problem for me but then i just had to think of the more realistic logical thing is like well if i go there and i don't make it in hl i have four or five years of schooling if i go play baseball i don't know like am i going to get an offer for a d1 school yeah. like I'm, I'm 15 like this is a four-year guaranteed Thing, thing, and yeah. baseball. Who knows? Maybe I'll hurt my arm. Like anything could happen. Then Tommy John. Anything, right? So then I had to make that decision. Especially so that
1: when you're being pushed at that age, you you may yeah. not even be fully developed yet, and they're they're trying to get you to do stuff that your body hasn't even done yet. Exactly. But it could go either way. But that's it. Sounds like such a shitty situation, but like real. That's a great spot to be in for you as a, as yeah. that, at that age. Yeah, yeah. And I want uh, that's a that's a fucking insane story. I almost had chills. But the reason I asked you about balls because, uh, like I said, you played here. How, how how many years has it been since you played here? And we'll touch on it quickly. Played baseball? Yeah, like since you started with the draw this year. Like, did you play last oh, year or man. the year before?
2: I haven't played. I haven't touched a baseball in probably four years. So wow. was there
1: was there that part of you that just like, obviously you missed it because you said you loved them both the same, but is yeah. there that, that competitive part of you that just wanted for you personally to just prove yourself that you could still fucking do it? Because
2: I'm still like that, like with everything. So. Oh, 100%. I mean, I wanted to prove that I could still do it to myself, and then I wanted to prove that I could do it like mm-hmm. when I came to the team I was like I want to be the best I can be for this team I want them to be like wow this guy's sick mm-hmm. and know? that's what happened so yeah. <laughs> so yeah I mean it was obviously a challenge for me I had not played ball in four years so I was like a lot of doubts a lot of stress like I was like am I going to be able to hit like am I going to be able to even see the ball anymore like am I going to be able to catch you I know. can tell you what after you watch <laughs> Billy and I hit for a little bit you'll get your confidence back. <laughs> <laughs> when do you guys go to keep running?
1: Uh not this weekend but next so we start playoffs this Saturday it's good because this is free marketing for us it's this Saturday at 7 o'clock at Beasley, away. and then Sunday at 1, playing Sydney in the finals. But
2: Good ball. Come out and watch.
0: Fucking right. I went for the first time two weeks ago last week. One of the best decisions I've ever made. It was a yeah. lot of fun. It's good ball, man. BYOB.
1: Well, look, now you heard it first. This guy just almost went to junior national team, and now he played for the dry, right? Yeah, so. it, was a lot. it
2: was a great game, too. So I think yeah. it
1: was Parks that made the connection, wasn't it? Todd Parker. Yeah,
2: so part, yeah Todd Parker's our assistant coach. He's a weapon.
1: You met him at the golf course. He was the... Really drunk and obnoxious guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yelling, let's go. He's a great guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Parksy. So, yeah, I just asked him. I was curious. I was like, ah, Parksy, like, is there any ball around here I'd want to play? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, try come try out. Like, well, come do a tryout with me. Like, you got you to pass my test. <laughs> like, okay. So, he's like, if you can throw a <laughs> ball. Out. He's like, I can tell a lot by guy if they can throw a ball. I'm like, okay. Like, if you can naturally throw a baseball. So, I was like, okay whatever, like we start playing catch, and obviously I can throw into his glove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, okay, okay. Well, like let's 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 do some hitting, let's do some catching stuff, let's do some pitching, all that. There was tons of hype around it. So and I did all that, and I was like, okay, like pass the test, pass the test, and then he, he's making it seem like well, I'm playing the majors. He's like, yeah, most guys in this league, like they, they're really good pitchers. Like you're gonna have a tough time, Justin. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm going on this. And I'm like, oh my god, like. Am I gonna be able to hit anything like this? guy? I gonna, gonna be embarrass myself? i in here, i <laughs> just embarrass <laughs> myself. <laughs> so, turns really out not just, the case. Yeah, he just kind of threw me. Sports psychology, man. He just threw <laughs> me for a loop, got me all stressed. <laughs> he up, did, too. He fucked you. Yeah, he really stressed me out. Oh, that's awesome. But, no, I'm glad I played. It was awesome. And I mean, there's a lot of good ball players, so it wasn't like it's not like I was playing like softball, mm-hmm. whatever. I and was you were a big like, fish. Good league. Yeah, yeah.
1: A lot of good players for sure. Beauty. So.
2: All right, well we're coming up on an hour here,
0: so we'll cut it there. Uh thank you for coming out, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. You got some great stories awesome. there. Love out West. Mm, yeah, me too. Anytime uh, you want to have me on again. Absolutely. fun. It's well, maybe time. we'll get we'll do like uh We'll come out to the, the dry games and we'll get you to do a tutorial on baseball or something. There you go. Dude's yeah. going to help me with that, too. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm got just to...
2: slick hands, man. He's pretty good. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: everyone listening, I appreciate uh, the support. Uh, this is the high button. My name is Justin Boulanger, Matthew Doudelet. He is our co host. We will be back. When are we going to be back? Or you're going to be away in Cape Breton.
1: uh, No, I'm not away this weekend, man. But it's up in the air. It always is. We'll let you know.
0: We will let you know. If you could go to all of our social media outlets, uh, like, subscribe, comment, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. Once again, we appreciate it and we love you guys. Peace.
1: If you have any comments, leave them. We like them. Thanks.